Welcome into another episode of the CG Business Advisor, brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. Thanks so much for tuning in as we uh, turn the calendar to November, believe it or not. Yeah, the year is coming to a close. Let's talk about some important issues as it relates to employee benefits. And, and we've talked about this before with employee health benefits and things like that, but and 401ks especially. But what about stock ownership in a company, an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan. Let's get into that. And here to join me today and talk about it is Vice President at SES ESOP Strategies, Chris Coates. Chris advises companies, owners, and other stakeholders on business transition strategies with a particular focus on employee stock ownership plan transactions. He has extensive deal shaping, negotiation, and operational management experience that provides him with unique perspectives on the opportunities and challenges of companies seeking to implement an ESOP. Chris, thanks so much for joining us here on the CG Business Advisor. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, let's jump right in. Uh, can you explain to those who are unfamiliar exactly what is an employee stock ownership plan? You know, at its core, an employee stock ownership plan is a benefit for the employees. Um, it's a qualified retirement plan um, that uh, is akin to a 401k, except it is intentionally not diverse. It is uh, shares of the company that the employee works for. And it's something that the company funds versus something the employees contribute to. Now, the interesting thing about an ESOP is that it's the only benefit plan that the government allows you to borrow money to set up. It's intentionally doing that because they want to incent companies uh, to do ESOPs to expand wealth to a broader you know, share of the population. So the company can actually borrow money to set up the ESOP, the funds that are borrowed are used by the company to share, to buy the shares from the owner. So in one three-part transaction, um, there is money going into the hands of the owner of the company and the foundation set up for the employee benefit uh, for the employee's retirement. Now, does language matter? Like when, it's, when some people say that they get options is that different than, you know, getting getting the stock ownership? Um, like, what's the difference there? And what is that language difference? Yeah, no, stock options are very different. That is something that a company would provide to an employee, and they would have the option to exercise those options and, um, you know, get shares that way. An ESOP is something that literally the company chooses to provide to the employee as an additional retirement benefit. Um, and the shares go into a, a, a retirement plan account that when they reach full retirement, gets they get funds mm -hmm. distributed much like a 401k would. So what are the employee advantages now of an ESOP? Well, <clears throat> there are several. Uh, the most prominent one is that they're getting an additional retirement benefit. Um, so in addition to whatever, you know, pension, 401k, IRA, the company is providing, an ESOP would be an additional benefit plan that would get contributed to over time by the company. And when the employees reach retirement age, 
it's an additional bucket that uh, can fund distributions uh, for their ongoing uh, you know, income. Uh, in addition, there are other advantages to the employees because the, the companies tend to, ESOP companies tend to outperform uh, their peer group. And so in addition to the financial benefits, which are real, um, they, ESOP companies are 25% um, more likely to stay in business. They're four times less likely to lay off people during a downturn. And these are not our numbers. Rutgers um, studies ESOPs closely and provides these numbers. But you know, the, this was proven out during the recent downturn um, during COVID um, and also prior uh, recessions. Um, the most telling thing though is the financial benefit to uh, the retirement accounts. Um, empirically, employees at ESOP companies have two and a half times the amount in their retirement accounts than non-ESOP companies, not two and a half percent more, two and a half times the value at retirement um, in their accounts. Uh, you have people making $20, $25 an hour um, who end up 20 years down the road, <clears throat> excuse me, end up 20 years down the road with a million dollars plus in their retirement accounts. Wow. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so how about now it benefits for the companies besides the fact that, you know, obviously they're more successful and, and, and last, but other uh, benefits for a company um, being involved in an employee stock ownership plan? Well, I'm going to talk about it in two points, both the owner and the company, because they're sort of mixed. Um, <clears throat> so as mentioned, the government is trying to incent um, ESOPs because it does provide uh, access to wealth to a broader you know, segment of the population. And as such, they are um, providing uh, tax incentives both to the selling shareholder and the company uh, to incent that. Um, to do an ESOP, you have to be incorporated as either an S or a C corporation. Um, you can switch it as part of the transaction, but uh, you have to be one of those two types of corporate structure to do an ESOP. Um, if you are a C corporation and the owner sells their shares to an ESOP, the owner can defer the capital gains on the sale of that business until stepped up at death. So, um, in a high tax state like New Jersey, where you have both the federal and the uh, state capital gains, you know, someone sells their business, they're looking at 30% of the proceeds going to pay taxes. Uh, with an ESOP, as a C corporation, you would get to keep those proceeds. Now, the company benefits in that the, since the um, ESOP is a qualified retirement plan, as the company makes contributions, to the ESOP um, on an annual basis, the principal payments are deductible in addition to the, um, you know, the interest payments on the, the loan that was taken out. So um, it creates a beneficial cash flow situation. Now, as a C Corp, I'm sorry, as an S Corp, and you have to make the choice when you are setting up the ESOP, um, it has to be one way or the other. As an S Corp, the company can operate basically as a tax-free entity. Um, your, listener, your listeners would know that um, at an S-Corp, the taxes are paid by the shareholders. And so the company will do 
distributions for the tax obligations of those shareholders. Well, an ESOP um, doesn't have to pay taxes. And so that those monies become free cash flow for uh, the company, which is obviously beneficial. Mm. So benefits both ways, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then in addition to that, you know, the, the sort of the other benefits, you're basically creating um, a, a very invested employee base. Um, it, it, you literally create an ownership mentality because they are they do have an ownership stake. And so and they have benefits such as, you know, a company is, there's a generally a four to 5% increase in productivity. You know, the first year an ESOP is implemented, there's 25% higher job growth over time and, you know, over two and a half percent improvement on, in return on assets. And again, these are not our numbers. These are the Rutgers numbers. Um, but, you know, so in addition to those financial benefits, there's other sort of culture benefits and employee uh, ownership mentality. Yeah, it's it's like it's like we're all Green Bay Packers fans. Uh, exactly. That's a good analogy. That's a very good analogy. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about succession planning, um, or or actually, you know, exit strategies. That's very important, obviously, for businesses. So, how does an ESOP factor into that? Uh, yeah, and that's a great question. Um, you know, just an editorial comment. Um, I think business owners and businesses don't start thinking about that early enough, um, you know, because the only thing that time does is take options off the table. Um, and with, with any succession planning or exit strategy, you have to figure out what it is you want to do both with a business and, you know, your next phase. Um, you know, if you want to get out quickly and get the most money in the now, you're going to do some sort of PE transaction or a third party sale. If you want to, uh, if it's a tightly held family business and you want to keep it that way, you're going to do an intergenerational transfer or some uh, estate planning mechanism. But if there are other things you want to accomplish, you know, keeping the business local, taking care of your loyal employees, uh, you want to stay involved and not lose control to someone, some third party then you should be looking at other options. And an ESOP is something that, you know, is a very valuable tool in that process. Um, the way an ESOP works is you're taking a loan out on the balance sheet uh, at the company level, and then that money gets loaned to the trust to purchase the shares from the owner. Um, and so given that you have debt that has to get repaid, and the owner will stay involved um, while that while that is taking place. So it gives you the luxury of time to um, stay involved, build your succession plan because you would now have a very vested uh, leadership team given this additional benefit that you're providing them. And it, it literally creates an ownership mentality because they are owners um, because of because of the ESOP. And so it's it's, it's something that companies should look at and weigh in, in relation to what it is they want to accomplish. And again, you know, quick money, family business that wants to stay that way, an ESOP's not the right answer. But mm -hmm. um, for, for many other scenarios, it can actually be a very valuable tool. And because of the tax advantages, it's also, you know, ties in with estate planning. You know, you can 
take care of the, your financial legacy as well as the legacy of the business. Okay, you mentioned uh, tax advantages. I know you touched on this a little bit earlier as far as the uh, the tax impact. So let's go over that now here again, the, the mm-hmm. tax impact of an ESOP. Yeah, so again, from an ownership standpoint, the primary benefit is the fact that you can defer the capital gains on the sale of your business till step up in death. That can be a very, very useful planning tool if um, you know you want to retain the the value, much of the value of your business that you've built. And again, it's it's until stepped up at death. Um, you know, there are pending cha- tax changes, but that doesn't seem to be going away. And you know, if the capital gains rates go up, it's only going to improve the math um, in terms of what an ESOP can save an owner when they defer the capital gains. So that's obviously you know a very big advantage. Um, the benefits to the company, as discussed before, since it's a benefit plan, you can deduct the contributions to that uh, that uh, benefit plan, um, which is you know cash flow positive from from a business standpoint. And then if you're an S corp and you're able to operate as a tax-free entity, um, it it really is a very compelling. Um, financial position for a company. My uh, One of my colleagues likes to call the financials magical to <laughs> an escort because, you know, that is free cash flow, which you can use to invest in the company. You do have to do some planning about like repurchase obligations for shares as people leave the company or, um, you know, as they approach retirement age, maybe want to diversify. But um, it's a it's free cash flow for the business to really help uh, you know drive growth and sustain the business. As far as like that loan amount, is that based on I guess company size, employee amount, things like that? Well, it's it's based it's based on the value of the business. Now, by by regulation an ESOP cannot pay more than fair market value for a business. Now, fair market value is a range, but you know, because it's an employee benefit, the ESOP can't overpay for the business. So you may have a, a PE firm that wants to pay a premium for the business. An ESOP can't do that, but many cases, the tax benefits can outweigh it. But it's really just like any other sale, it's based on the what is the value of the business, which is based on uh, the, the, the future cash flows of the, of the business and its viability. Now, a bank, an ESOP, ESOPs are very flexible. You can do a partial ESOP and just take some of the money out, in which case, you know, the value of the loan would just be, you know, what percentage, 35, 40% that the uh, owner wanted to take out of the business at this point. If it's, a full ESOP, they want to sell the whole company, no bank is going to loan you the value of the the full value of the business. They will probably max out around 50%, in which case the rest of the ESOP is funded by a seller note by the owner. Um, And then in the first five years, they'd be paying down the bank debt. The year six through 10 is when the owner would start getting the principal out on their seller note related to the business, but, you know, the loan is, it's all based on the value of the business, much like it would be um, if you were selling it to a third party. 
Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. Uh, Chris, so much great information. Uh, where can our listeners go for more to find out more information on ESOPs? Well, our website has a lot of information uh, about ESOPs in general and also case studies about um, some of our clients and the, the great client stories they have. That's www.sesesop.com. Or they can reach out to me directly, um, Christopher.coates, C-O-A-T-E-S, at sesesop.com. That's great information. Thank you so much. And look forward to chatting again. Yeah, much appreciated. Thank you for the opportunity. What a great conversation with Chris Coates, the vice president at SES ESOP Strategies. For more information about uh, CG Tax Audit and Advisory, head to cgteam.com. And for more episodes of the CG Business Advisor, you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. Just search for the CG Business Advisor. New episodes are released on the 1st and 15th of every month. Leave us a rating and a little bit of a review as well. It goes a long way into helping us grow and share the podcast with your friends and business colleagues as well. Thanks again for listening. And if you or anyone you know would like to start their own podcast for their business or personal needs, be sure to check out scottsonair.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the CG Business Advisor brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. We'll talk to you next time.